Hi, beautiful beings. Welcome to another episode here on the Joanne Oswell Jones podcast. Today is episode 22, and joining me for a conversation is the amazingly talented and wonderful Sarah Rose. Sarah and I are going to delve into the magical benefits of homeopathy and Reiki and we're going to chat about how these two modalities can totally, totally transform your physical, your spiritual, your emotional and your mental well-being and how by working with homeopathy and Reiki you're really taking your health care to a whole new level. Before we dive into the conversation let me just share some information with you about Sarah. Sarah first discovered homeopathy in 2014 and it really changed her mindset towards healthcare completely because in a relatively short amount of time her own health concerns were addressed and she felt much more balanced and she felt truer towards and within herself. And so having experienced this type of in-depth healthcare, Sarah knew it was something that she wanted to pursue and she wanted to help others feel heard when it comes to their own health and wellness. And so she went through a rigorous five years study um, to qualify as a homeopathic doctor. And then she since went on to become a Reiki master too. She's the founder of Sarah Rose Holistic Health, an international wellness company. And her vision and intentions are to help others achieve true wellness with a personalized approach. Because as Sarah says, we're all unique and we have different needs from each other. And so therefore, our healthcare should be bespoke and unique too. So I'm looking forward to this. So let's jump right in. Sarah, hello. It's hello. So have you here. How are thank you? Thank you. I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Excited, a little bit nervous, but excited. Oh, honestly, I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I've been such an avid fan of homeopathy for, God, I brought my girls up homeopathy. So I can't wait to dive in and, and, and just chat about all these amazing things that you do to help so many people, which is fantastic. But what I thought a great place would be to start would be when were you first introduced to natural medicine, or I say natural medicine, a different type of medicine? Is it something that you've known all your life or, or to take us back to where, where you first became aware of homeopathy rather than perhaps allopathic medicine and how that sort of fitted into, yeah, becoming a homeopath and a Reiki master and all these amazing things that you do? Yeah, so really it started for me back in about 2014, 2015, I had an acne flare up. So I suffered with acne from back when I was a teenager. And really the only thing that my GP, who I've got a wonderful relationship with, was to put me back on a drug called Arecotane, which um, so that would have been my third course on it. And so we know it works for me. But with that, I knew there'd become a lot of side effects. So I know it hits your liver really hard. So my skin would actually take like a yellow kind of tone to it, a bit like jaundice. And where it's kind of drying your body up to to help with that, um, the levels of the oil and the hormones, your eyes go dry, my lips would go dry and bleed, my nose. um, And you have to sign paperwork to say if you you fall pregnant. This is back when I was on the drug. It might be different now. I had to sign paperwork to say if I did fall pregnant whilst on the drugs, I would agree to not carry on with the pregnancy because the baby would be so deformed because it really hits your body in a really hard way you have to have blood tests every time they do a, prescri- a new prescription and you're kind of on ha- uh, mental health 
kind of watch in a way because it can cause depression and suicidal tendencies. So it's not a drug to take lightly. No, but it worked for me crazy. originally, but it was just alarm bells on the third course. I thought, oh goodness, is there not another way? And all my colleagues, I was in the corporate world at this time, all my colleagues are talking about this wonderful lady that was healing their children and healing all their family of all these different ailments. And I was like, I want a bit of this, yes. this magical lady. What's going on? So I had to wait kind of three or four months to see her. And I had to fill out this client questionnaire that was asking me about the position I slept in, my foods, if I was hot or cold, where I'd sweat from what my birth was like, like all these questions. I was like, why is she asking me all these questions? I just want my skin sorted out. Um, and I went to go and see my, my now homeopath. I ha- I'm still seeing her. And she was like, oh, it's just your hormone levels. Because my the, the acne was mostly on the left-hand side. I was getting quite big cyst marks. And she said, your hormones are out of balance on your left ovary. We need to balance that out. Um, and just look at your diet and strip back things that you might be a bit sensitive to. So if you are moving off dairy, um and chocolate yeah, that's a good one isn't it yeah chocolate. dairy and chocolate um she used a vega machine she could see what my body did and didn't like so and it wasn't permanent it was just for three months she just give me three months we need to reset you and then we can reintroduce it to balance out my hormones strengthen my skin organs we went back to some emotions how the acne made me feel as a person when it came about and yes within three months my skin was clear um, I can reintroduce dairy now, but I just don't because I was off it for so long and I felt better for it. So um, we have other milks in our house, but I am back on the chocolate. But I know if I have it, I feel a bit, bit off the next day. Um, and so that's how I discovered it, really. And then that opened my eyes to the choices I had right. with future health concerns. Like I say, I have a wonderful relationship with my GP and I know when I need to go to him and I know when I need to give my homeopath a call. I can just listen to my body first and just kind of figure out where I need to go with things. And my homeopath, my GP is fully aware of how I love homeopathy and, and I am a homeopath. So sometimes I just go to him for chat and we know what is wrong and all the imbalances and I heal myself yeah. or I go to my homeopath. So we just have that kind of working relationship. So, yeah, it was my skin that initiated it. And because of my I, yeah, passion for it now, it's what my my whole family is on. It's what I treat my mum, my dad. My daughter's only had homeopathy, so she's now coming up five. That's all she's had all her life. And she loves it. She loves the little magic pills. Like, she thinks they're sweeties, so it's fantastic. There's no trying to get cowpole down her, and she's having a, like, she just loves taking homeopathy. Um, and it's just helped me with, yeah, helped me with so many different things since. Um, yes. So amazing is how your GP... Um, you know, was really open and integrative about the fact yes. that you, know, you can heal yourself. Because yeah. obviously in the medical world, they're not really trained to understand the intelligence within our own body. You know, it's that it's that training to, to remove or suppress or or squash, if you like, rather than working on a on, on a holistic level, mind, body, being level to understand what the illness is. So that's actually really good that you know he was I'm very lucky. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Would you go primarily for like a diagnostic confirmation? So you a little bit, like you said, he doesn't. So he won't link it together. So like, so with homeopathy as part of my course, there was a big focus on Chinese medicine as well, Um, and even with my daughter as well. So if we go along for something, I think the last time I went for something, I had like 
my back problem and I couldn't figure out is it my spine is it the back or is it my kidneys and we were trying to and I was like oh if it's my kidneys what emotions am I going through at the moment and you can see him going I'm just <laughs> letting you know that it's your kidneys but it's probably not any kidney stones or anything and I'm like oh okay so I need to roll that back when it kicked in and what's gone to my kidneys I need to eat more blueberries and more foods for my kidneys and he's like okay Sarah's gone off on one that's fine but we just kind of can link it together for things or if it's just something like on my daughter's skin she has something on the top of her arm after a holiday and he said I think it's something kind of fungal or a change in the element she's not sure about I can give you some cream I was like you're all right thank you like you're amazing I'll let you deal with all your many other patients that are waiting outside I can now take that away and I can treat her that's amazing thank you so it is that kind of there's such a pressure on the NHS and I think they're amazing for what they do when they come yeah. what they need to do in the hospitals but there's such an opportunity for us to do our own healing as well and look at other methods before, yeah, we kind of maybe run to the, to the NHS and these poor GPs that have like seven minutes to see somebody. I just don't understand how they do it. Absolutely. And, you know, I've just finished reading. I don't know if you've heard of Julia Cannon. She's amazing. She's Dolores Cannon's daughter. And I actually just finished reading. Um, it's called Soul Soul Language. And it's about how, you know, I've always said behind every physical manifestation, there is also an emotional attachment. And I learned that through natural healing. And of course. And um, it's so true. She, you know, the body can heal itself naturally. Yeah. If you learn to check in and ask the questions. Yeah. And wait for the answers to come to us. And her book's amazing as well, because she says, keep speak to your body every day. Yeah. Um, because so it's really interesting because last week on the on the show, I did. How do you know if you're on the right path in life and um, how to look out for the signs you're being given? Right. And so what Julia explains in her book as well is that when we come into this incarnation, we forget, we forget who we are, we mm -hmm. forget everything that we know us to be, which is much more powerful than we are. And so one of the signs to get our attention is through physical, physical manifestation, which is just, so when you look at it like that, I think the, you know, the medical world and the natural health world can blend really well mm. together you know yeah. work in tangent because like you say everyone has their place and you know to get a diagnostic if you can't tune into your own body mm. you know to ask the question to go and get like a medical opinion and then like you say go back away and work with it and work through it. it yeah my mum's a great example I'm sure she won't mind me sharing so she's um been, her blood pressure went high recently so they're like right let's get you on the medication and I was like oh mum like do we need to do that right now she's like I just need I just need to go on the medication to start with and I was like your journey like I'm with that that's fine she was on the medication for a week and her ankle just blew up absolutely like and I was like mum that's not suiting you is it she went, no I'm gonna call the doctor she called the doctor he's really good and he said that medication doesn't suit you let's get you off it and we'll take a break for a week and then we can put you on a new one and I said right mum I've got a week. Can you let me please? Like, yeah, stop. Can you give me that week? So we put her on homeopathy. We looked at her diet. We got her out walking every day. And she's not had to go back on the medication. It's been over a month because her blood pressure, she measures it three times a day, like the GP has asked her. So we're being responsible. It's coming down perfectly. She feels better for her. Her ankles aren't swelling up. And the homeopathy we're on is about strengthening the heart and the energy around that. And it's the body doing it. So we're not relying on the medication to do it. 
well the homeopathy is empowering the body to heal it so it's kind of we've flipped it a little bit on its head and yeah she's doing really well on it because we, we use the doctor we know what the problem is and then we know we've taken then the pressure away from a little bit because now we're doing it ourselves and she won't be relying on that medication on that medication for probably the rest of her life um so that's like yeah an example that has sprung to mind amazing Sarah tell me how so for those who don't know any listeners who don't know talk to me about what homeopathy does and how it works I mean I know it works on the physical the mental and emotional and communicating but explain explain in detail because there might be someone out there going I want to go and see this magic woman (laughs) (laughs) I want to go and get get healed I want want this So, so just tell us about how what it does and how it works yeah so completely natural no side effects no toxins anything to worry about it's from plants trees minerals like healthy organ tissue it's from anything unnatural source and what we do is we try and find out what the symptoms are but it's not about it doesn't we always say it doesn't treat the symptom as such it doesn't treat the disease it treats more what your personal symptoms are so like um a cough we're not going to like do cough medicine although there are some really nice uh, natural cough medicine but we're going to find out is it dry, chesty? Where's the cough coming from? How do you feel when you're coughing? It's really individualizing what your symptoms are and what exactly, as you mentioned earlier, what's the body trying to tell us? So one thing my homeopath always taught me, and I now say to my clients, any illness is a gift. Your body is trying to tell you something. It is really a gift to so sit down. And if you do meditate, go into that state and ask, why am I, give, why am I being given this, this ailment to treat? And homeopathy, we go to the source. Um, so I worked with a really lovely young girl recently with her eczema. And we timelined when the eczema, she first had it when she was a baby and homeopathy cured her. So she came back to me to kind of help her with this flare up. We went back and timelined when it flared up. And it came just after, a little bit after um, an abusive relationship. Um, and we talked about it and she'd never actually um, expressed oh, anger about it. And so eczema in Latin is actually to boil over. Her skin was literally boiling over. Like I said, your your skin is angry and it's because you've not ever expressed the anger. So it's working with my clients to find out where the original imbalance kind of the source of why the illness is there. And then that's usually linked to the emotional. So then we can um, find a remedy that helps with the emotional and then we usually have a little remedy that then helps with the physical because it's all well and good dealing with the emotional. But I'm very aware that her, you know, her eczema is very itchy. So we do need to work on that itch quite quickly. Um, and then, yeah, if there's an organ support there. So with the anger, anger is linked to the liver. So then we also strengthened her liver energy as well. And we went through her diet. And I also just gave her a, something that's called chelidonia, which is lovely for her liver. So we worked on the emotional, the physical and her weaker organ. And then, yeah, after three appointments, it was completely cleared up. Um, So, yeah, it was more her case really was suppressed anger, which a GP just wouldn't have got to in seven minutes. I spent two hours with her to start with and then another three hours after that. Um, So that's where homeopathy comes into its own. It's about the individual and her eczema will be different to another three eczema people that you're treating with. And the same with depression, with anxiety, with hay fever. Everybody has something different. There can't be one drug for one like condition. With homeopathy, there's over 4,000 remedies. So it's really getting wow. to know that person. And, you know, really celebrating that person as an individual and what their body is trying to tell them. 
That's fascinating, isn't it? So 4,000 different types of... At least, and they're always adding to it. They're always finding new remedies, new trees, new plants, new bushes that can kind of, yeah, bring bring healing to the to, to us and animals and yes yeah and you know what isn't that so perfect because the divine created this world with everything we need in it right exactly exactly that's a, yeah. a bit like the bark flower remedies yes so, okay so how would how would homeopathy work alongside something like the australian bush remedies or the bark flower is it the same principle or is it a little bit they can yeah really complement each other really nicely and i know some practitioners that do like to bring things in together like that or they bring herbs into it or essential oils because they all work alongside each other so with homeopathy as i said there's no side effects or toxins there so it, I mean, it works alongside any medication you're on, but works really beautifully. Yeah, if you wanted to go with the back flower remedies, Australian bush remedies, or essential oils, or crystals, anything you want to kind of work with, it will work in unison with that because it works on the same ethos. You're going back to the source and you're empowering the body to heal, not putting something on it or suppressing it or trying to manage the symptoms. We're trying to get to the source and you know get to that layer and heal it. And then we say with homeopathy, it's like an onion. You sometimes peel a layer back and we go, oh, there's another one. OK, we peel it back. There's another one. We just work through the layers gently as the vital force shows us something else to work on. And we just kind of yeah work with the body and what it's showing us at that point in time. Can it work on, um, so say someone doesn't have a physical manifestation, all right, but they're, they're, um, they're wanting to work on their personal development. You know, this show is all about human potential. Yeah personal and emotional healing um so uh, and personal power so could if someone was struggling with say confidence or boundary issues could they go and see a homeopath just for that I say just for that I don't mean it like that but you know could they yeah if it wasn't just if someone came to you and said look you know I really I'm really struggling with my confidence yeah yeah could you just work it back? Where's that lack of confidence come from? Can you tell me roughly when you started to feel that lack of confidence creeping in? What else was happening in your life at that time? And we start saying, oh, you know, there's a lot. Of, I do a lot of work with my clients with their relationships with their parents. Some things with mum and dad's not all relationships are perfect and your upbringing. And sometimes little comments just kind of stay and kind of then build and build as the years go on. So we work back a lot of the time on where the, yeah, the confidence is going um yeah I work with a few singers for confidence kind of getting up on the stage and just anxiety it did so much work with youngsters when they had to kind of go back to school and there was suddenly this anxiety which they never had before about leaving their parents um any depressing if there's any people that are just feeling really kind of flat flat and like I have quite a few clients like I feel like this but I have no reason to like I have a wonderful house a family I love my job but I just can't get that joy for life back I'm like okay let's work with that it doesn't have to be as you say yeah physical element to it a lot of clients I work with there's an emotional element there and they like they can't find the root to it themselves because it's really hard when it's you're up yourself you're working on sometimes you but what's lovely, I say with homeopathy, it will never take you somewhere you're not ready to go. We might just take a little while to get there gently as the body shows us when we're ready to. But yeah, emotionally, it's beautiful. Yeah, because the body has its its own pri- order of priority, doesn't it? Exactly. So yeah. And what it will be allowed. I tell you which remedy I came across, um, which I had never appreciated. Ignatia for PTSD. Oh. 
it's yeah. so powerful isn't it and grief as well so if people are struggling with grief that's a really lovely remedy you know grief is very important you can't heal it with homeopathy because it's important to express it and complete yeah. that process but if people are just struggling to complete that process and go to the next step a little bit I can Ignatia will give them that little hug and healing just to help them little nudge as we say to the next bit so it's a yeah a really lovely remedy Tell me how, um, where does homeopathy, because I, I know you're a Reiki master, so I want to come on to that, but with homeopathy, where is it positioned in, in the world at the moment in terms of being, I, I personally think it should be mainstream medicine. I think, yeah. it be, I think it should be offered almost before anything else to everybody. But where Where is it positioned out there in the world mm. of wellness? Because I mean, you know, the wellness industry is something like a $4 trillion industry. Do, where does it where does it sit is it is it I know it you yeah. know but is it known out there is it really it's really a bit hit and miss they do say uh, there is uh, through our training at college and online they do say it's the second like biggest healthcare system obviously behind the NHS and mainstream it is the second one because some countries really empower it um we the UK used to offer it on the NHS and I think you can. I think there's two hospitals in the UK, I think, still that do offer it on the NHS. Really? And there is still, yeah, a couple of um, hospitals being set up. And there are some low-cost clinics being set, set up as, as well. So there's definitely a movement around it becoming more available, which is fantastic. But it's really hit and miss when people ask me what I do. And if I say homeopath, some people are like, oh, right, amazing. Or some people, like you said, are like, you're what? Yeah, I start right at the beginning. They're like, they're like, oh, is that like um, crystals? It's like, well, it can be made from, but it's like it's more of a natural kind of alternative for what? And I was like, well, everything really. Yeah. So you could, yeah, it's real hit and miss. If people have like even heard of it, or they or some people are like, oh, amazing, or some people are a bit like, mm, that's just placebo. That doesn't really work, does it? So you get a real different range of reactions so interesting people talking about placebo it is yeah. isn't it what the mind thinks right yeah so, um amazing so tell me when so you had just going back a bit so you had your acne and it cleared up yeah. quickly um within I saw her for two appointments and six weeks in between so yeah three four months wow and yeah so your you thought okay hang on this is a real head turn um and it, and did you know then that you wanted to explore this sort of healthcare, or was it did that come later in your life it came just a little bit later so I knew that was where like I was so impressed with results and how I felt as a person like I felt heard because I had hours appointments as opposed to like in and out really quickly yeah you I was just like about sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you there but okay. you, you say that it was about you know being heard was really important yeah. for you massively so it wasn't just like going in to see my GP and going oh my ex is back he's like right okay let's get you back on the Iraqatane do you want me to do your hospital referral and I was like oh oh okay well when I went to see my homeopath yeah like what position do you sleep in and I was like well on my tummy or my side She's like, oh brilliant I know the remedy and I was like oh oh okay just because sometimes there's like when there is 4,000 remedies you've got two or three in your mind that could work that piece of information leads you to the right remedy okay. um, and what food cravings and how I was and um, she knew my liver energy was going to be low because I've been on the drug twice already so she said well we need to reset your liver energy otherwise you know that's going to not going to help with your healing it's going to make it a slower process 
So I was in there for over an hour on my first appointment. And then my kind of follow-up appointments are kind of half an hour, 45 minutes as well. And my homeopath does the homeopathy and she has a Vega machine to do some testing, but she does do the hands-on as well. So she could listen to my body um, and kind of be like, right, okay, there's some emotional stuff here as well. So I was like, oh, okay. She's like, well, you know, from your your last time with acne, how do you feel when you've got it? And I was like, well, I feel really self-conscious and I feel like quite ugly. And she's like, okay, well, that's all stuff we need to address because that's still with you. Yeah. So that was really kind of, oh, yeah, we do that, do we? She's like, yeah, we do that. So it was just a different like so mindset completely. Yeah, really thorough, top to toe. And she was like, any other symptoms? I was like, what kind of what do you mean? And she said, well, what else have you had in your life? And I was like, oh, we're doing a medical history sort of thing. She's like, yeah, because it all ties in. Have you ever had like eczema? And I was like, oh, yes, I used to have that on my hand. She's like, right, so your skin has been trying to show you something for quite some time. What did you do? And I was like, I put steroid cream on it. And she's like, fine. You pushed it in. The yes. acne might be your skin going, hello, stop pushing it in. We're trying to get something out. So yeah, so she was just so thorough on all the stuff I'd ever kind of any symptoms that I had um, and what I was like as a baby and everything. But I, I remember just coming out thinking that that was a bit of a life changing moment. And that's, that's kind of how I want to be, how I want my healthcare to be. I want to listen to my body. It's trying to tell me something. I ignored it. And now I've got it back again. I want to I want to really listen this time. So I kind of changed at that point to have homeopathy probably more as my primary healthcare. kind of wellness healthcare system. Um, and then I suppose it, it stepped up a notch when I fell pregnant. That's why I was like, okay, I really want to have her treat her, me through my pregnancy. So we upped my appointments and I saw her regularly, even if I didn't have symptoms. I just wanted her to, you know, do the hands on me whilst I was pregnant and kind of deal with the more emotional side then, I guess. And it's whilst I was on maternity leave um, that I kind of had inklings before then. I thought, I don't know if I can be the mum I want to be and go back to my corporate job and balance everything. My God, um, I feel exactly the same. That's, oh. when, that's when I retrained in natural medicine. I yes. can't. <laughs> the thought of signing a corporate tender and flying off around the world I, oh. could, I could barely get myself out of pajamas and get my teeth no. brushed when the baby was when Georgina was born and yeah. I didn't want to and I didn't want to um have to hand her over to somebody else on such a regular basis when it just didn't feel right to me and I think I was very lucky that when I was growing up and my mum was always there for me she you know she was on the playground pick up and drop off and I just thought that's what I want my daughter I want the flexibility I couldn't have that in the job I was in. So I took a kind of step back from that. And it was whilst I was on maternity leave that I trained in Reiki. I was kind of really like intrigued by Reiki and how I could do that hands-on element like my homeopath does and the appointments and how that ties in. Because sometimes people aren't quite maybe re um, ready to vocalize things. Or, and that's, that could be just because they're not connected to it yet or they're not ready to talk about it because you have to form that trust with your clients first so that's sometimes when I do the hands-on I can kind of go in and go oh okay there it is we're not ready to talk about that yet but I know it's there sort of thing and so that's how I then decided I wanted to bring the Reiki element in with the homeopathy. Tell me about Reiki because this is really interesting so you're on maternity leave yeah um, and so I guess my question is because I used to get asked this a lot you know are you a psychic? Are you intuitive? You know, how do you know all these things? Um, 
what so with reiki i've had reiki before but i don't know that much about it um when you started training in reiki was there a natural affinity i guess i'm saying within you to to to, to resonate with energy healing mm. or was it something that do you think it's something anyone can learn i guess is what i'm saying mm. do you think there needs to be a natural um sensitivity is probably the word yeah energy I guess there has to be something there if you want for you to want to train in it and you have to have your eyes open to it you have to have that mindset that energy is everything everything is energy that's kind of what I always say it comes down to um I found a wonderful teacher who was my local representative for the um UK Reiki Federation because I wanted to make sure I kind of was with a federation from the beginning and didn't want to kind of do an online training element I wanted to do it in person and when I read a lot about my teacher what I really liked about her is that you have to have I think it's six months gap between each level because you have to do a lot of self-healing in between level one level two level three because you can't help it's very tricky I should say to help other people when you haven't helped yourself first so from level one I had to then every night for 21 days do Reiki on myself to really help with my self-healing and my journey um, before I could go on to do level two and level three and so it's it was more my journey I guess yeah. on maternity to leave and healing getting to know how I worked with healing hands and I guess like you were saying is my mind open to it and do I believe in it and it's all well and good someone being fantastic and doing it on me but can I do it I don't know so I had that time to play around with it before going on to do the level the three levels how amazing for your beautiful baby whilst in utero to have all this healing I know so lucky so lucky um in fact recently I had on the show Liz Findlay she yes yeah 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 yeah. and she was telling she was telling me and the listeners about her her um her experience with Reiki um how it basically healed her end for stage four endometriosis yes by by fluke she didn't even realize because at the time she had really um uh, quite prolific um fibromyalgia and um she couldn't she couldn't get she couldn't put her hands above her head to do crown chakra and it just happened that her hands basically landed on her abdomen and that's where she and do the healing and basically then when she went back to see her surgeon to have a x-ray for her next operation he said oh my god what have you done you know basically she didn't need the heal the um reiki had worked so and doctors can be that like that with so many clients when it comes to homeopathy and reiki and some of them might recognize it some and be like well that's an absolute fluke that's amazing because it can't yeah. have been the homeopathy and it can't have been the Reiki. So that's just what we put down as an unexplained magic kind of healing crisis. You're like, OK, so, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so she, said her, she said her surgeon just wagged his finger and said, I don't know what you're doing, but just keep doing it. Well, there you go. Yeah. So so tell me about the Reiki then. So how does it work? And have you got any examples that you can share? Obviously not break data protection, but just where it's really helped someone in their hour of need yeah so with reiki so i kind of tied the two and two together with reiki a lot of times when i'm doing reiki i'll then start to it or the remedies the homeopathic remedies will start coming in a bit so a lot of the times it is very intertwined or there are some people that come and they'll be like i just want to have reiki i'm like that's absolutely fine we're just doing reiki and we might start to talk to them about homeopathy and might like then they'll start maybe by the second or third of what i'm going 
oh you mentioned homeopathy and I'm like okay you're ready now that's fine or exactly the same other way around people might come for homeopathy and go oh I'm not sure about that hands-on stuff like that's absolutely fine and then they might go oh can I can I get on the bed this week I'm like fine yeah you're ready so they really intertwine together with Reiki I guess I always find with Reiki yeah I'm right in saying this it's more emotional so I can get to the emotional side a little bit more with Reiki so we do the hands-on so we're just channeling whatever you believe energy is above us so many people have different beliefs a divine energy or um like I say anything that you want to believe in you channel that energy and you just have to come to a still point I would just say that like you have to still that mind that chit chats all day and so we still it and I still the client and we just come to a point of just nothing and then you just hear the body talking to you if you just ask questions you get the answers you just need to shut down everything else and it's hard because sometimes you do have to go like oh shopping list when what time am i picking up just everything just has to come to that still point ground and then yeah we check all the chakras for the energy centers starting from the crown and the and the base because that sometimes if a chakra is blocked that will sometimes lead us to where the physical is kind of sitting so someone comes to me and they're kind of saying, oh, yeah, so I've really got like, heavy periods or painful periods. I'd be like, right, OK, we know where chakras we should be going to. And if they're blocked, we can just just sometimes by freeing that chakra up, they're like, oh, my gosh, like I can feel something. Or you can hear the tummy going or they're kind of like, oh, I can feel a bit of a twinge. I was like, you OK with it? Should we carry up? Yeah, yeah. Keep going with it. The people sometimes can start feeling physical adjustments quite quickly just by getting that energy center moving. And then if there is a certain energy center that's stuck, I literally, in that still point, we just ask, why was that, why was that chakra blocked? And you'll get the answer sometimes. And if I, and I'll say to the client, rightly or wrongly, some words came into my head when I asked, we'll see if this resonates with you. It's because unfortunately you've had your, you've experienced some heartache recently. And then sometimes they'll get a release and the floodgates will open and we'll go, there it is. That was just, if you're comfortable, please express it because that's what's, you've been carrying around so just release the tears and I always say with Reiki just when I take my hands off it doesn't mean the Reiki finishes like your body's in what I kind of call like a healing state yeah so I always say with Reiki 24 48 hours after you might be a bit more sleepy you might be a bit more angry you might be a bit more tearful and please just release it if you can because that's stuff coming up to be released if you suppress it that's fine we just need to bring it back up again for when you're next ready but a lot of times yeah like I dealt with a teenager teenage girl a little while ago and her mum was like she literally went ballistic that night and started shouting we didn't know if we we're gonna have to refrain her like she was literally like going for it and it was linked unfortunately to her, her dad and the relationship he wasn't around any longer and he'd left quite abruptly which said the next day changed like she's a changed person she said she just had so much anger inside that she'd never been able to shout at her, her father because he's not around so unfortunately said so we took it for the night but like been changed ever since. So yeah. So powerful. And the more you suppress, I mean, you can see how, how, um, you know, I look at people who perhaps haven't been open to their emotional healing and personal development. And I look at where they are maybe in their, you know, sort of 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s and how much more, um, how struggle what the struggle their life is yeah because it is so freeing when my girls were little I used to um I used to get them to visualize that they had a cup inside them and every time they tried to be ultra brave and suppressed a tear or suppressed a pain that a little stone was put in the cup 
and that this cup would start to fill up yeah and you know it would just overflow if they didn't empty it enough so they were always really open to being able to come home and have a damn good cry or 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 draw something to try and express what they're feeling because otherwise you know you don't notice the psychological stress that Mm. is building up layer upon layer upon layer you know it's it's phenomenal. So um, I just had a question when you were talking about when you when you're doing hands on Reiki, and I love the bit about the chakras and the energy. So mm. that makes so much sense. But do do you find clients can hear their body and their higher self communication directly? Or does it tend to come to you first? And then you guide them to, or does it depend, depend on the client? Yeah, it definitely depends on the client, how open they are, like we were saying earlier. So a lot of times it will come to me just because I've asked the question. But if some people are open to it, they will start, some people start seeing their guides coming through and talking to them. Or some people see past life, things coming up, which they've experienced with other, other therapists. And like, when I'm aware of this, that was coming through again. Um, or messages from people that have maybe passed and no longer with us, they come back and give them a message. Um, some people go back they're thinking like oh I, I, I remembered a dream I had the other night I'm like oh brilliant tell me the dream I'm like okay there we go that's that's an area we need to work on so people get it in all different forms because once you're relaxed and in that state with the Reiki energy yeah things can come through via different channels I think amazing and so if a client isn't let's say they want Reiki, but they're, they're not feeling homeopathy, but they're saying to you, they need homeopathy. Yeah. How do you bridge that gap? Do you just say that your body's requesting this or? Yeah. It depends if like what the symptoms are, if it's like, if there's a real physical element to it. So if someone's coming to me for, um, like IBS, so like we'll definitely do the Reiki. We can work on those like lower chakras and we can free up, free up the energy, and we can, we, that's where we can stay in that area. Reiki can come each time and we'll just start working on that area. With IBS, there's been quite a few um, reports on it online and I believe in it in the case I've worked on. There's quite an, an element of grief when it comes to IBS sometimes because it's in your, your bowel and unexpressed, again, linking back Chinese medicine, unexpressed grief and go to your bowel, obviously your heart area. So a lot of the times I can say like, we stay in this area, we keep doing the Reiki, or there's some really great remedies that could help you with your IBS grief element if they've made that grief connection. Sometimes people haven't even made that connection. Um, but I kind of say that's an as and when you're ready. And they're like, oh, okay. And then sometimes people are never ready and they never bring it up. Or sometimes I'll get a little text message or something about, and the next session, can we have a chat about a remedy? And I'm like, definitely. So yes, it's just dropping that little seed seed in their their healing journey and they'll come to it as and when they're ready that's incredible so you work both so you do um you do reiki and you do homeopathy yes is there any other modalities that you use no not really no I've done I do Indian head massages because again a lot I found Indian head massage and wonderful facials actually uh, just I want to talk about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's all about again everyone has their bodies everything massage I'm like massage your face it's got all these muscles and like it's the most moved around as well so it's great to have those massages at the end of the day um but they're a little bit more mainstream shall we say okay. so a lot of times people come to me for the facials and the Indian head massage for relaxation and stress methods but that's my way of saying oh why are you stressed 
And then we can like just start spreading the message a little bit and give them choices of, you know, when it comes to stress management and your lifestyle and your wellness and your healthcare. Yeah, there is that massage element, or we can also do a bit of energy healing or there's homeopathy. And a lot of people, um, I started doing Indian head massage and facials and you can tag on 15 minutes of Reiki at the end just oh, so wow. people can have the massage. And, and I found that really popular because people are like, oh, I've always heard of this like Reiki thing, but they don't want to do the whole hour because they're a bit, oh, and people love massage. But a lot of people will just tag that on. And then the next time you see their appointment come through and it's just for Reiki, we think, oh, you've had the little taster and they're a bit more curious about it. Um, so it's just a nice way of just kind of, yeah, spreading the message a little bit. Touch is so important, isn't it? Massage. Yeah, oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know, I don't know um, if you've ever heard of this. There was there was a um, there was a case. Well, I, I, what do I call it? A case study. There was some research done and there was two babies okay, that were born. Um, one was born into a household that um, didn't have much disposable income. OK, but a large family, quite a large family. And um, there was a lot of tactileness in the family. So the baby was either on the mummy's knee or it was on the auntie's knee or the grandma's mm. knee. It was constantly being loved and cuddled and little cheeks played with and little legs massaged. And, you know, but from a nutritional perspective, didn't have um, great nutrition. OK, OK. The other baby was born into um, a much more affluent um, family. Um, the family circle was slightly smaller. And um, although the baby was getting um, great nutrition, mm. there wasn't the same level of physical contact, physical mm. love, cuddle. I'm not saying love, don't, uh, physical, just physical touch. Mm. And then I think when both babies were around eight or nine months or something, everything got tested or maybe a little bit older. And the baby who basically was constantly being held, loved, massaged, cuddled, touched, far in terms of every aspect of development was much more ahead than the baby who had mm. kind of everything nutritionally and all the greatest nutrition and still had loves and cuddles and don't get me wrong, but was just at times on its own. Yeah, you know, in, in its baby rocker or what have you. Fascinating, isn't it? It's the power of touch and the power of love. So, like with Reiki, depending what the ailment is or whether and where the imbalance is, if you can get your hands on that just area, like you said, and send it love, sometimes it's just enough as well. And it's something I learned through my training during Reiki when I'm tuning into somebody and I, you know, ask their permission to send them healing today. I open their chakras the last thing I always say to them is I love you yeah. and it is it's like, you. like you just have to send that love and there's not many treatments especially when you go and see a GP that they'll put their hands on you just that moment of calm and share love with you and so that like you said that just that exchange can be so powerful and do healing on some level before you've even done anything else 100 percent and, you know, if you think about it, your body hears everything you say. Oh, yes. You know, I've been really mindful of that this last week. I was just mindful that I hadn't been paying my body enough attention. Mm. Probably a little bit more critical because I'm I'm kind of three stone heavier than I normally am. It's stress accumulation. I'm aware of, you know, yeah. what it is. 
Um, and so I feel quite chubby, chubbier than I <laughs> chubby. I, I like the word chubby because I think it's more cutesy. Than, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's more cutesiness about it, right? Yeah. So I'm a little chubbier than I kind of normally would. And I was just kind of aware that actually even using the word sort of chubby in that aspect, you know, how was my body interpreting it? And yeah. so I have, I've literally spent this last week just telling every aspect of my body how beautiful it is and how I love it and how, and it's so important because, you know, our body hears everything we think and speak. Yeah. And, say, um, and we're just way too critical, way too yeah. critical. No, the body can hear everything. The universe can hear everything. So it is very much going back to positive affirmations and yeah, self-love, definitely. Yeah. So question for you with regards to the homeopathy. So obviously we have our ego and, but 90% of our life is governed by our unconsciousness. You know, that's Mm -hmm. where we have all our limiting beliefs, the patterns, the sabotage, the stuff that we can't see. So like in my head, I'm going, everything's great, but underneath I'm going, oh my God, all sorts is going on. Because homeopathy works on the physical, the mental and the emotional, I'm assuming it goes in, it communicates with that unconscious part of you, right? Yes, it it will go right to where the homeopathy needs to go to, um, because like we were saying before, it goes to the source. Yeah. So it needs to kind of yeah bypass the conscious, get to the subconscious and your higher self and really get to that little acorn where the problem was and then come, yeah, let the layers come back out with that um effectively so this wow okay where the dispatch where yeah where that energy where it's gone off like I kind of say to people you've got this symptom because the body for whatever reason stuck it can't heal itself so we need to just like get into that little nook and I kind of say homeopathy just goes hello just gives a little tap and go remember what you're meant to do and it's like oh okay we empower it and empower it and we empower it and it's you know the homeopathy nudges it but the body's doing the healing it's not the homeopathy so when people say to me like oh my gosh I can't believe my ex was gone thank you thank you I'm like no no you did it your body did it the homeopathy just kind of nudged the little bit that gone to sleep so that's you you've done that healing sort of thing yeah that really helps it yeah yeah and the homeopathy comes in different strengths, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Talk to me about the strengths, because I used to, you hear 30C, 60C, 200C. Yeah. I'm always like, just give me the lot. Give me yeah. what I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, it ties into what you're saying, like the different levels. So we start at like a C or an X, like a six, it starts at a three, a three, six, nine, C or an X. And that's when we're right on the organ level. So that's kind of really true to the source, as we say. So it's a real source of like, so Budlia, beautiful Budlia butterfly bush, you go right low potency like that. It's really true to the plant. And that would be good maybe for an organ or like a really like physical ailment or someone who's very sensitive. People that are very energetic and sensitive sometimes have to go really low dose. Um, or if you give them a higher dose, it just makes everything a bit too much too soon. You can start really low and we say a 30 as well, 30C, that's more physical. So again, if there's something like, hay fever or a headache sore throat we're going to start maybe in a 30 it's always good to go lower because it's always got somewhere to go so that's absolutely fine and then we go into what we say is a 200 and then we're going into a bit of mental emotional there so we're kind of like yeah if there's a mental emotion element to it we're going to go at a 200 that's doing physical and the mental emotional and then you can go up to a 1m and a 10m and then we're really into the emotionals we're really into something 
that so like if you're in shock you've just seen a car accident and you are like oh my god we're going in with a 10 air and we're like we're going straight in there because that's the 10 ends as well go into your aura and your bigger energy like you're saying that we're talking about energy medicine so it's further away from the source of the buddlier bush and we're going into the bigger kind of oh that's really hit me on all levels and it's intense yeah if it's right up to a 10 m yeah the body could have that the soul could have will be out of if the you body. checked out if you've like the, the shot was so big you've gone we need to bring you back in if we do ground it like oak the lovely uh, um grounding remedy from the actual oak tree will go in yeah 10m and we're bringing you right back in and get those roots back in um so yeah so they come in different strengths which ties into homeopathy's beauty that it can go work on the organ level right up to and the 10ms as well will go into your kind of what we call your myism which your hereditary if you've got anything that's kind of been heredited like from mother past life father then that's when we'll go to the bigger doses to try and reach that that different kind of trauma it's so fascinating because I don't think people realize that what you know from an ancestral point of view and a lineage point of view yeah being healed gets passed forward yeah Um, for the next generations to hear I have spent honestly over 20 years doing healing and sometimes I go fake I wish you'd all done it yourself yeah another session on this yeah yeah and it is a lot is a lot of what you've taken on and especially whilst in utero like there's so many things that where people have got loss and you're thinking they're expressing this grief and you can't get to the source of it and then they speak I, I kind of get them can you just speak to your mum about her pregnancy and oh yes I found out my mum lost her a parent while she's pregnant with me and I was like are oh, you taking all the grief on of course so yeah it's sometimes we have to work kind of way back because people just don't realize at what point of their life they pick up on things so it can be all very past life yeah and, le- and and your birth your birth itself that's a massive area like there's so many interventions now there's a lot of times we'll have to work back with people I kind of like where, what happened during like your birth experience can you talk to your mum they're like oh yeah I was stuck or I had the cord around my neck or I got yanked out or cesarean you're like oh I didn't have skin to skin you're like oh okay there's like that's massive like you were really safe in there and you've been yanked out or you've been pulled out or you got like a lot of anxiety and you talk to people and they're like oh yeah I got stuck and you're like okay well that's why you're anxious because like you were stuck like coming into the world (laughs) yeah and then there's often that pattern that plays out where the person is stuck in life and can't move forward you know fight or fright because that's how they're brought into the world so that's kind of what they think is the norm so we kind of can go back and start healing that it's phenomenal it's phenomenal are you able to share without breaking data protection yes are you able to share like um yeah a, a case study a story of someone um which you think was quite profound that has yeah. been with either the reiki or, yes. or the homeopathy are you able to share? yeah um so what have we got so yeah a couple of really lovely eczema cases i've already spoken about about one where that was the abuse so she hadn't expressed that um IBS is always an interesting one because people always think that's just in food intolerance yes. and I sometimes think actually it's where um that's being disrespectful to GPs or anything sometimes they just can't quite figure out what the intolerance is so they just say it's IBS and actually that I think there's another there's a grief element to that and there was one chap I was working with um he couldn't leave the house like his IBS was it was severe and it could be quite violent he had a few incidents in the car traveling to work and it him off he had to stop running so, so we kind of like diarrhea constipation very, like yeah mostly very sudden diarrhea and he'd be like having to run and just go in the bushes because it was just so painful and very sudden for him very violent 
and we worked it back and he'd had so much trauma as a child which he was like I, it's only when I said oh you know any trauma in your life that you, springs to mind oh no 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 like I was very close to my grandparents um I found my granddad when he passed away and I was there when my nan was taken away and I was like oh you sound quite okay with that and he was like yeah I think so because I, I was living with my grandparents like oh why are you living with your grandparents oh because my mum got us taken into care and she kept my sister but didn't keep me and I was like oh okay how are we feeling about that so there was we kind of when you go back to that and there's some lovely remedies in it just for mother relationship and maybe sometimes there's an area in your life where you just didn't receive the mother love that you kind of deserved we just need to fill that gap and just like feel that love and just by filling in those gaps of the trauma of his grandparents and why his dad wasn't around so we had that element to heal and his mum the gap Mm -hmm. so when we kind of went through that again I must have maybe four or five prescriptions he's now like and the great thing about homeopathy once it's done the healing you then stop the homeopathy so it's not like a drug where you're like forever on it like once your body's healed it's healed like it's done its thing so he hasn't been on homeopathy now six seven months and um he did a half marathon a marathon two weekends ago he, like he's back into his training it's amazing and he is he his during the end of our treatment his wife got pregnant so I helped him with anxiety of becoming a new dad because we're worried that anxiety might just trip off the tummy again so we just helped him with that um but he was so grateful and he, and he sent me a photo when his baby is born and when he completed the marathon you're like oh homeopathy is magic like yeah what a beautiful story yeah and also how interesting how you know um with the trauma from his own childhood suddenly becoming a parent brings yeah. a lot right so- massive because he was kind of not ready to be a dad for a long time because his dad was never around and then he was kind of ready for that but still very like he said oh, the first scan he said I didn't enjoy it at all because I was literally like is everything going to be okay he was so anxious and I was like oh no you want to enjoy this that's helped you through this because this is like exciting times so it was yeah helping him with that experience was yeah amazing how powerful how powerful that yeah now and in case anyone's wondering with regards to this sort of natural medicine when your body has healed it it's healed it unless it's it go to a deeper level yeah it's moved in the unconsciousness it's moved in the consciousness yeah. in the physical it's gone like my acne it's gone that you'll be healed forever because there'll be other layers that come up oh there'll be things that definitely comes up but yeah so my my skin my acne has not come back like it's it's balanced it's done and if I get a little like oh am I starting to get something I've got my homeopathy to go to just where again that part of my system has just gone oh a bit sluggish and it's probably because I've eaten a load of chocolate so I hit my liver energy so I know that I'm going to go straight to my liver remedies boost myself back up again and eat all the foods that I need to just to get me back on track for a week and then I'm fine again because my body, yeah, it's not like you're on steroids for the rest of your life, beta blockers for the rest of your life. There isn't that. It's, yeah. Is homeopathy recognized on private health care? Some. So it's under alternative. So, yeah, so I have quite a few clients who do claim back through their private insurance. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it is under, it isn't, I can't, it's like under massage um reflexology homeopathy there's like usually like an alternative section on some policies um so yes I definitely do yeah full receipts for some people that can claim it back but it's not all policies 
I think it really should be, you know, because I mean, it took yeah. five years to qualify, didn't it? Um, yeah. For any listeners who don't know, it's not it's not something you qualify in overnight. I mean, Sarah, it took you what five years? Yeah, five years. So I did like a two year kind of taster where we delved into um, homeopathy and the, all the different levels, and then the qualification itself. Yeah, was it was three years with yeah dissertations at the end and a test and case studies all along the way. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, what is it for a GP, for a doctor? I think that's five years, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because you have to have the A&P element to it. You have to know about the human body um, and just all the different conditions, really. But it, the main thing about the training is, yeah, it's listening and observing the client and just, yeah, kind of sensing where you need to go with it a little bit, yeah. So tell me about when we went into the pandemic. So how do you work now? Obviously, you have your practice, yes, your physical practice. Can you do globally? Can you work globally online? Yeah, so I can do it via Zoom. Yeah, yeah so there are quite a few, like especially with younger and dealing with a lot of school children, and they just can't find the time to do it around different hours. Um, so the parents will set the Zoom up and they'll put the laptop in their bedroom and we'll have a chat. All the parents can be there as well. I have it both ways. Um, so yeah, we can do it via Zoom or yeah, or face to face. And with Reiki as well, yeah, globally and with Reiki because I'm tra- trained level three, I can I send that as well, distant healing. So a lot of times, yeah, if we need to tie that in together, I don't like to do that usually via Zoom. I usually say to people, that's come off now. You lie on a bed and relax. I'll do what I need to do for twenty minutes, half an hour, and then I call them back to let them know what I found and what we've worked on. So there's not technology kind of in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. yeah. I think it's great having modalities where you can actually work via Zoom. I mean, even yeah. that conversation today, you know, just now trying to have met you somewhere. I mean, the fact that we can jump on yes. have a conversation and share some really powerful, impactful information with listeners all over the world. Yeah. Is, is such a especially gift. at the moment with um with my clients as well like especially if they're more um regular so I have their whole history now we have a wonderful relationship I might get a text message or call that morning where they're just like I've got really bad diarrhea I can't get it under control can I jump on a FaceTime with you later because I don't want to leave the house because of how they're feeling and I'm like absolutely that's FaceTime I can fit you in here here and here when's convenient for you and then I get the remedies in the post that day and it's done where yeah. unfortunately at the moment if you want to make an appointment with a GP, you can be making like two, three weeks just that phone call. And then, then they go, you need to come in. And people just then are feeling a bit lost. And then they're going to their pharmacies. And yeah, it's quite a tricky time, I think, sometimes for people to know where to go if they have that sudden, like, I'm feeling really pants. I want to talk to somebody. Yeah. And notwithstanding, I mean, listen, like we said, I mean, I've, uh, I don't know your personal belief. I have, I've, it's, have to be careful what I say here no I always want to express my truth when I say I don't believe in allopathic medicine I don't mean it in I don't believe in it because clearly it works it doesn't work for me I have yes. never ever ever um I think in my whole life I've once had antibiotics mm-hmm. um, I've never been in hospital I've never had an operation um I don't take painkillers I have from as long as I can remember I'm 100% alternative medicine, natural yes. medicine. Um, because, and, and one of the reasons why is it's so, we are so unique and so bespoke. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think that's where I love homeopathy because, you know, 
what Nurofen might do to one person won't necessarily do to the other or a particular drug. Do you, do you know One what size fits all. Where, yeah, with homeopathy, like I've got a headache and you think I'll pop a Nurofen with the headache. I'm like, whereabouts is your headache? Because this can be your liver. So your liver be over here or is it over here? Or is it over here? And is it throbbing? Are you hot? Are you cold? Are you, yeah. What's your better for? your worse for? Again, that's where the thousands of remedies, you're finding that one that's, Again, helping the body to heal what the problem is, as opposed to a kind of painkiller, which dulls the sensation. Your body's trying to tell you something. Are you dehydrated? It can be a simple one sometimes. Like, why have you got the headache? Why have you got a sore throat? Why have you got a runny nose? It's trying to find out why. Always with sore throat, I say to my daughters, what is it that you're not saying that you need to say? Tie it in, yeah. What are you not saying? Or sometimes it can be like, or sometimes it can be like, have you been a bit too talkative? Like, do you need to rest? Sometimes, sometimes you have to learn, like, some things don't have to say everything. Sometimes there's that kind of balance. So, yes. Fascinating. So, Tell me about um, for anyone who's wanting to book an appointment with you. So you have a website, which obviously I can link in the episode information today so people can go on. They can find you via your social media, right? Yes. Yes. And and then how would they just go about booking an appointment? Can they book online? Yes. Yeah. I have like people depends on people's communications like methods that some people yeah, message me through Instagram or Facebook or they email me or want to call up or text message me. So you can book online and see my calendar's on there so you can book a convenient time. And I work kind of three days a week and I do offer 7.30 p.m. appointments as well once or twice a week because some people can't do during the day. So I do those evening appointments. Um, but I also do like a free kind of 15 minute call if people just want to book that online and we just have a chat first about homeopathy and about what they're experiencing and we can kind of just start saying, you know, how homeopathy or Reiki might be able to help. Some people like to do that first. Well, some people delve straight in and have an initial appointment, which is like an hour and a half, two hours, where we kind of really get to know somebody and what's going on. And then the, the yeah, follow up appointments are usually kind of 45 minutes because um, they're more kind of the progress that's happened since. So, yeah, people can contact me by any method and use the website to book or message me. And uh, yeah, I'll happily call people as well. We have a lot of listeners that are stateside that are in the US. Yes. So you can work with international clients as well. Yes. Yes. Um, does that affect, you know, um, the remedies, my understanding of the remedies actually is their potency lasts for a very long time. So years if, and years and years. Yeah. So if you were posting internationally, people don't need to worry about the the potency level. No. So we have to put, so I use Helios and they will put a um, date on the, on the remedy thing more for legislation requirement. But like I've been using remedies from my homeopath from like 2014. They're fine. The only thing I do when posting abroad is um, I will wrap the remedies in tin foil. And I always recommend this actually if people are traveling with their remedies because they are a natural remedy. And if it, they're kind of scanned and there's a lot of like radioactivity and stuff around, it can just like, we don't know if there's evidence around it. I always think it might weaken them a little bit. So I just wrap them in that tin foil to kind of reflect anything that might be interfering with them. And it just protects them when you're going on holiday, pop them in your suitcase and yeah, put tin foil around them. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, that's how my homeopath will send me stuff. Again, just with, with, in the post, if the postman's walking around with his mobile phone in his pocket or stuff's been scanned, you just, yeah, I like to kind of keep them as pure as possible. So yeah, protect them. Okay. Tell me about this anti-aging. <laughs> I, I love it. I want to know all about the 
facelift, the natural yeah. facelift. Yeah, so it is just a really simple thing. It is just massaging your face without tugging it in the right directions and getting oxygen to the face. Like I can feel it, so I know I get tension here. Oh, God, I've hit the spot. Sorry. But just by massaging that at the end of the day with a bit of oil in the face, around the eyes, and the double chin, like a lot of people, post-COVID especially, been getting retention here. So it's just about really like massaging here at the end of the day and down like around the lymphs around here so really simple massage every day with a bit of oil is just fantastic for the face and I love I haven't got them with me um my rose quartz tools for my face just feel amazing at the end of the day I'm not going to pronounce it right Gaia Shai I think Gaia Shay, where you can literally use the rose quartz like it has like two tongs here so it goes up like this and then goes on your cheekbones. So the rose quartz crystal feels so cool at the end of the day mm. and under the eyes as well. And then you stretch the forehead and use a rose quartz. Like, oh, it's just a heavenly way to finish the day. Yeah. You see, I just want like a little lift there, but I want Yeah, so it's, it's always about massaging the face, yeah, in the direction of the muscle and the skin. Never pull it, never push it up. It's all about going and right around the mouth here. Um, but yeah, brow lines, especially just like we all go for massages on our face. So just when you're cleansing at the end of the day, just five minutes more, just get the muscles moving, get the oxygen there, get the cells renewing. And it just gives the, everything a bit of a, yeah, a lift. We're all booking in, ladies. <laughs> I love doing it. I don't, it feels like it's such a pamper. And I just love doing it with clients because oh. it's just one of those things where people at the end are like, oh, when do I ever have a facial massage? I'm like, I know, right? Like once you have one, you're like, that's what I should be doing. I was like, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, tell me, if there was one message you could give the world oh, about, right. about the power of Reiki and homeopathy, mm. why you think it's important, you know, because this show is all about human potential. It's about us. For me, the message I want to get across to the world at large is that we can we have so much of our own power and um, mm. it's about stepping into our own strength and our own mm. security and empowering ourselves and not sort of dulling. When you give your power away and when you think you're not capable, um, it's really diminishing your light, right? Mm -hmm. And that's my belief. So that that's always my message to the world about their strength and their authority. I'd love for you to share with us what you feel the power of homeopathy and Reiki can do for a person. Mm. What would you say that would be? It is. It's all about taking your power back and just sitting with that. And your body will tell you what the right thing to do is. Because sometimes when you can go and see your GP and then you're referred and then you're in the system and then all of a sudden you're being told and what's the right thing for you. But there's always options. Like, you should always be given the option. And I find like if people just like we went back to what we we're talking about Reiki earlier, if you're just still and just ask what the right thing is for you it might be a mixture of both like we were saying kind of earlier it's yeah don't give your power away when it comes to your wellness and your health make sure you retain that power for your body that's what your body needs to heal I think if you have the power taken away from you I think you're going to do very little healing so you need to retain that power so the body knows that you believe in it because the more drugs you put in your system, it thinks, oh, it starts becoming a bit lazy. So, oh, I've got this drug, that will do it. And then the, the immune system can be a bit suppressed where you want to empower your body 
but do more self-healing really so yeah retain your power Mm, and listen I think that's the main thing just listen what's your body trying to tell you sometimes you don't need someone else to tell you that 100% yeah and in a way you know practicing with homeopathy and reiki it allows you to slow down and definitely not everybody is great at meditation um and and not everyone's great at and and even if you know I always say someone starts with homeopathy and reiki to help them start to connect to their source yeah and then gradually it becomes much more of a them much more have much more affinity with it that they then go okay I can take this a step further and start communicating directly with my source yeah everyone has their own journey with homeopathy and self-healing I think and it depends where that connection first is as you said if it is just to make that connection or some people come to me and say I'm going in for hospital operation and I've heard Arnica is really good for bruising. Can I have some Arnica? And I'm like, most definitely. So I give them Arnica and then they're like, that really helped. What else can you help with? And then that's the journey. That was it. That's all they needed to like, for like hay fever. And then we help them with the hay fever. And they're like, oh, what else? And like, oh, I've got a bit of a tummy problem. Like, that's okay. I can help with that. And then we just start, the layers start coming up of what's next. So like everyone, yeah, has a different journey where it starts at different places, I think, which is lovely. And it always comes at the right time for everybody. 100%. And so, you know, listeners, if it's addictions, if it's emotional, if it's physical, if it's, yeah, it's all of it. Yeah. Any, yeah. Yeah. Can, can work. Sarah, that's been amazing. Isn't it? It's gone so quickly. I know, I know. It's been, it's such a great place to end with you saying yes, you know, and your practice, Sarah Rose Holistic Health, for everyone listening, that is Sarah's private practice. You will be able to, I'll put all the information in the episode resources for you, everyone, so that you can contact Sarah and get on and get her magic mojo inside you to help you start healing. And just with questions, just have a chat, like anything I can do to help. Always happy to help. Yeah, as many people as possible. That was a really insightful conversation. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and hearing all about how powerful homeopathy and Reiki are. It's been a real pleasure to learn from Sarah how these two protocols can actually impact your well-being in such a deeply transformative way. And so if you've any questions for Sarah or you'd like to just chat with her further, I'll leave her details in the episode resources for you. I know she'll be more than happy to speak with you and to hear from you. I'm going to go and book a a natural facelift with her, that's for sure. So anyway, here we are at the end of another week. I wish you all the most wonderful weekend. And I hope your weekend is filled with laughter, with peace, with happiness. And wherever you are, remember how incredible you are, how much strength you have, and how you are so needed in this beautiful world that we live in. I'll be back next week with another episode. But for now, much love.